Okay, I'm just going to post today's something date the... is August 18th, 2023, and this is episode 35. Hi, punks. Going to school, huh? Yeah. Why don't you play fish hooky and come fishing with us? Yeah, boy. They're sure biting. Get thee behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Then the devil came to Jesus, to the temple up on top. And he said, if you are the son of God, to fall for this alone drop. For the scripture says that angels will slow you falling down. And they'll gently put your feet back on the ground. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Then the devil gave to Jesus to a mountaintop to show all the cities and the nations and the kingdoms here below and the devil get told jesus you can't have all that you see if you will just bow down and worship me get behind me satan jesus said get behind me satan jesus said get away from me satan jesus said you don't tempt the lord thy god get behind me satan jesus said get away from me satan jesus said he said don't tempt the lord God. Hello and welcome everyone. This is an official Godcast. Thank God, yes, it's Friday. And thank God for Duncan McGregor and living. <laughs> That's right. I'm your host. My name is Ron Johnson, and I'm here, as always, with Lightworks Mary. And tonight, giving her testimony, our special guest, Dr. Janine Perlini. Miss Mary, what's going on? Well. You ever feel like just, you're having deja vu? I know, right? I feel <laughs> like I've just 
I've already been in this space before. <laughs> hey, welcome back, everybody. Glad you could join us again. For yeah, the second we were time. having such a great conversation by ourselves, apparently. So, so um, Zoom did an update on their system, and some of their defaults uh, went back to their default. And one of those was the sound. <laughs> that was the sound <laughs> setting. And, of course, Duncan knew how to fix it because Duncan's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> and he's pretty helpful. So yeah, thank you, brother. We appreciate you. And Duncan, Duncan, a.k.a. Joseph, right? That's a secret name. You can't tell people. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so since everybody's here, we want to let you know that if you have any prayers, any prayer requests to please tag Mary, because we're going to pray for you at the end of the show. It's my, one of my favorite parts of the show. <laughs> I have a few favorite parts. That's one of them. And uh, also next week, please join us next week. 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here live on Podbean. We're going to have Eric Rice from Critical Rice Theory. Yeah. And uh, that's going to be awesome. Spectacular. Yeah. And the week after that, we're going to have Pastor Holmes back for Q&A. On salvation. Yeah. Our favorite thing to talk about. I know, right? I wonder if he'll, he might ask, answer some other questions, though, maybe. If oh, yeah. People, you know, not he, just salvation. He so. said, go ahead and ask me anything. I'm an open book. Awesome. Awesome. You can ask him what his favorite ice cream is, too. <laughs> yeah. It should be just like talking to the president. That's all he cares about. It's pretty nice. <laughs> I got to meet Matt from Michigan this week. Face to oh, face. you did face to face. Oh, yeah. Oh, finally caught each other. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was out listening to our awesome sheriff that we have here, Darleaf, speaking about common law. And Matt oh. was out here. Yeah. So he stopped in and said hi. I missed him last time he was in town. So great to put a face with a name, a name with a face. And uh, I like him. He's a good dude. And he's coming awesome. on to give his testimony, too, by the way. I know, right? That's, That's cool. Uh, when is that? I almost thought October I was having another deja vu because I remember you telling me that <laughs> you were in the in the common law class before. So I was like, oh, we are really repeating history, right? <laughs> history repeats itself. That's right. <laughs> it's helpful if you learn from it. Not so helpful yeah. if you don't. Yes, I agree. So, yep. um, oh, and then after uh, Pastor Holmes, we have Daryl Boyer. And uh, I just, I got onto his YouTube channel last week and, you know, he's, he's got that song on Kilted Christian. That's the intro song and it's awesome. And I love it, but he's got a lot of other great songs oh, too on YouTube. Yes. And, this, and you're right, Mary, you're right. You listen to his music and this is what Mary says to me, our listeners, you got to hear this. Mary says, this guy's got a story, man. Have you heard the songs and these things? He's got a story to tell. He's got a, so I got to get him. And yeah. uh, so Mary got him signed up. She's coming next, uh, next month. It's going to be awesome. And I think he does too. I think he does listen to other yes. songs. He's got a story to tell. It's going to be a good one. You know, I'm excited. I'm excited for that too. Yeah. I'm excited for this week. You're excited for this week. This I am is one of your super excited. Friends. Yes, I am very excited for this week. Awesome. Your other ranch friends were, were spectacular. Nate, uh, Gwen Besser, Paulette Anderson, uh, absolutely fantastic. 
incredible testimonies, all three of them. So I know tonight's going to be fun too. Yeah. Yeah. I hope we're not making her nervous. She's not nervous. She's a professor. Yeah. Yeah. She's good. Awesome. Yeah. Janine, how are you doing tonight? Wonderful. Thank you for having me. I'm not nervous. Good. You shouldn't be. It's just three friends having a conversation. I love sharing about Jesus. Yes. Awesome. So tell I us, love hearing about Jesus. So tell us a little too. bit about yourself. Mary's been bragging you out, but um, <laughs> tell us a little bit about yourself, Janine. You're a professor. Yes, I work for Bethel University, and I get to serve um, about 130 MBA students by being the program director. And then I have about 25 faculty that work for our area. And... Um, my passion is really to invest in the next generation. And um, one of the things I love about this role is changing the realm of business where we send out selfless leaders into the business world. So, um, you know, so often the business world is known for being corporate, robotic, cold. Well, we're sending out selfless leaders who want to serve the whole rather than just serve themselves. And I get excited about that. That is something to get excited about. Absolutely. I agree. Wow. So you're, you're out there doing work. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord loves you a servant. A you're, you're getting at it. <laughs> well, that's awfully impressive. But it's not well, the most, imp- it's not the most impressive thing about you though. Oh. What what did you like, Ron? Oh, that you're a child of God. That's the most impressive thing uh-huh. to me. Yes. I thought you were going to talk about the van. <laughs> the that's, van. That's pretty cool, too. I mean, I think at one point in time in our lives, everybody out there can say that they have, they've had that dream, that they just want to get in the van and go and, um, yeah, and hit some spots. And you're living that. So I, that is pretty impressive, too. It is. Well, thanks. It's unusual to be an academic who lives in a van, and I like breaking that mold. Yeah. So, yeah, for those that for those that don't know, Janine, uh, she's got even has a YouTube channel about this journey she's been taking with with the van, and she might talk about it a little bit tonight. I don't know, but um, it's a incredible story. She's named it Sanctuary, and. Uh, it is a sanctuary for her and and she has documented the journey in this on her youtube channel called prop in a box so you can catch her on that too so (laughs) thanks mary yes (laughs) one of my marketing professors came up with that name prop in a box and it just stuck so (laughs) it's very clever yeah anybody can join me on the journey that's right well Should we start with a little prayer and then we'll get into Janine's journey tonight? Okay. Sounds great. Uh, Everyone, will you join me as we go before the Lord in prayer? Our Heavenly Father, we come before you tonight knowing, knowing that there is only one true God who deserves to be worshiped, praised, 
and glorified, and that is you, Father. We know even though we've sinned and fallen short, you still show us mercy. And uh, just by making salvation available to us through your Son, Jesus Christ, thank you for that, Father. We thank you for the confidence we can have in your word that you've given to us. Thank you for that that guidance. And we asked we ask that you guide us tonight through this podcast, that you'd speak through us clearly by your word. We pray for Janine tonight, that her testimony, testimony brings glory to you, Father. And if there's anyone here tonight who doesn't know you, Christ, Lord and Savior, we ask that you begin that work of conviction so that they will understand their need for salvation in their lives. And we ask this in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Ron. Thank you, Ron. And uh, Janine, uh, we want to thank you very much for coming on here tonight. Well, we know it takes courage. I don't know if you've told your testimony before, uh, but uh, we're we're all really looking forward to it. We've been looking forward to it all week, and and I know our listeners have too. And uh, thank you again. I know that you will be a blessing to someone who's listening tonight. Thank you, Ron. That touches my heart, and I truly wouldn't have missed it. It's it's a wonderful opportunity to share our testimonies. I'm so appreciative. So we'll, we're going to hand the floor over to you. Um, please tell us what the Lord has done in your life. I'd love to. And feel free, either one of you, to hop in with any questions that you think is going to take things a little deeper for our audience. And I just want to say hello to everybody out there. Thank you for taking your Friday night to be here with me and with us um, that says so much about you. And I'm, I do hope and pray that this will be a blessing to you. So just to let you know a little bit about myself, I'm right now I'm in Minneapolis area, but I did not grow up in Minnesota. I actually grew up in Chicago, um, was born in the inner city of Chicago. We were uh, a poor family. We lived in a pretty rough neighborhood and we, we never owned a home. Um, so that means you're pretty poor when you don't own a home. Um, and I, I did not grow up as a Christian. Um, my mom was Catholic. She had a number of itch issues with the Catholic church and my dad had, uh, grown up some in the, in the Catholic faith as well. And then of business connections, he became a Mason, but not a full fledged Mason, just, um, initially. Uh, was involved in the Masonic faith to some level. So they were pretty um, conflicted about uh, spiritual things and faith. And um, they pretty much said to us, you know, their children, uh, us, all of us, they pretty much said, you know, you choose your own path, which, you know, when you think of what scripture talks about bringing a child up in the way they should go, that was the total opposite of you know, what the Bible talks about for raising your family. So I was pretty much left to my own to decide, you know, what am I going to do and what am I going to be with faith? I remember um, being hungry for something in grade school. And I remember I, I, 
I don't know if some of you were um, were in a class in grade school where you got to make these um, paperweights out of different plastics, but there was something going on in my heart because I took one of my favorite necklaces that had a little pearl in it, and then I took another necklace that had a cross, and I made a paperweight for my dad and put that cross in the center of the paperweight with a little pearl in it. So something was going on in my heart at that time, but again, it never got nurtured uh, just because of where my parents were at with their own faith. And so I remember asking to go to church and my parents actually didn't really even want to go on the church. So they would drop myself off along with my sister who was four years older. And I'd say I was probably like, you know, five or six years old when I wanted to go to church. So my sister was probably nine to 10. And so here we are two, <clears throat> you know, two little kids going to church and trying to find our way. And um, at this time we lived in Oak Park. We had to move out of our neighborhood in Chicago. So we moved uh, to an apartment in Oak Park. And a lot of the apartments in Oak Park, Illinois are just very, a lot of the churches, I mean, are very old Gothic churches. So we're in these really large old churches um, in Oak Park as two little kids. And so it was hard mm -hmm. to find our way. That's, that's what I remember. It was just hard to find my way in, in a church setting. Then I and remember. I'm, I'm picturing that right now, that it would be very, very uh, much like that, where you're just a little part of this big thing and wondering what's going on. <laughs> yeah. So continue. Yeah. And I can see your face right now, Mary, and just the <laughs> the hesitation in your face right now. And that's what I felt as a child. It's like, I'm this, I'm this little one, it's big, huge church. And how do you maneuver? And I felt lost and I felt overwhelmed um, by that. Yeah. And then eventually with some friends, I got involved in Awanas. And what I remember really liking about Awanas was, were the games, you know, the running and the, the, um, the tag games and all that. I, I don't really remember hearing much about faith or Christ or the story. Mm -hmm. um, eventually I went to a church and um, really became friends with the pastor's daughter. But again, I, I don't remember anyone really sitting down with me and having a conversation. I remember flannel graphs at church, flannel graph stories. Yes. I don't remember. I remember those too. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that? I do. I do remember those. Yep. Yeah, you know, and it, for some reason, I just, I just didn't make sense all that. And I think, I think back now, if somebody would have sat down with me, just helped me understand and helped me process, and just taken me, you know, kind of by the arm a little bit, I, I might have gotten it. it all was just overwhelming and, and sort of never, you know, real for me. So, so I. I I was lost. I, I was lost. And, um, you know, I would say that some of the wonderful values, though, that my parents taught me um, were that, you know, to really work hard. So they built a strong work ethic in me. Um, my dad was an accountant. He had his own business in our home, and he mostly catered to immigrants coming into the United States with his accounting business. So I learned a lot of good values that way for hard work, entrepreneur, 
entrepreneurial thinking, um, you know, going after education. I was taught uh, make money, uh, also go after material things. That's that's not always the best values, but that's what I was taught. And, you know, really pursue status in life. Um, probably because we were a poorer family, that was important to uh, my parents. So, you know, so I went after those things. That That's really what happened to me. I, I, I missed the message of Christ. I missed the message of you know, Christ's value after those things like pursuing status, pursuing material things. Um, in my initial work out of college, I was promoted three times and actually tripled my salary. So at in my 20s, I was probably in the top 3% of women in terms of um, my income, which was amazing. Um, but as we know, <laughs> you know, those material things let you down at a point. Um, your status lets you down in life. Um, your education can let you down in life. Uh, and so I hit a point where things were, you know, things were tough for me. I started to feel like I was on the edge of burnout. And I actually went to a medical doctor to check out my health. And, you know, here I am in my, in my later twenties and he's, he's telling me, you know, I'm, I am, I, I'm, my adrenaline, my adrenal glands were pretty much fried and I needed to really make some changes in my life. So, you know, I started to think about that at the same time. Um, I was in a marriage that was going downhill, which was very painful. Um, I got married at 21. Um, and then ended up in a marriage where there was a lot of alcohol. And along with um, alcohol, there could be violence towards me. So two years into my marriage, um, I was hit for the first time by a man and it was painful. And um, you know, I knew enough to warn him and to say, you know, if this ever happens again, we're through. But I hung in there with him for another five years as he quit drinking. And then, unfortunately, five years later, he started drinking again and it happened again. And I, you know, I ended the marriage. But that that was very painful. So here I was going through some physical health things. I was going through this emotional pain of, um, you know, ending a marriage and, you know, ending that marriage and calling out the alcoholic in the room caused a lot of friction with his family, which re which resulted in, you know, a family that was really angry with me. And I, I ended up having to get orders of protection against his whole family. It was, it was just an awful time. Um, it was scary. It was overwhelming. It was painful. Um, I think I was terrified of his whole family. So that kind of sets the stage. Does that set a stage for, yeah. um, yes. God coming in. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know what I was thinking as you were talking and I, I sometimes I write notes when people are speaking and just cause I, I don't want to forget it. Something maybe I want to address later, but um, I wrote down here, I started to write God, uh, like how God, what I wanted to say was how, how we often hear or how God often comes through in when we have trials or whatever. And then I crossed it out because it wasn't like, no, it's how often we hear God. 
when we're going through trials. Like God's always there, you know, it's not him like all of a sudden mm -hmm. popping in. It's, it's us when we're going through some stuff is setting the stage for us being able to receive from him. So anyway, so you can continue, but yes, definitely setting the stage for, for um, what's next. So that's really well put, Mary. It's almost like, you know, we, we think about the passages about the soil of the heart and between what was, what God was doing in my life with my health and with what he was doing in my life, you know, relationally, where I, I was setting healthy boundaries in a marriage and it was, you know, it was a painful time. Um, God was, God was setting up the, the soil of my heart for sure to be ready. And so what happened is during this time where I, I was really, I was terrified of my ex-husband's family. I, I truly was terrified. And my neighbors were terrified for me, to be honest about it. They, they came around me and they were really watching and they watched his family kind of driving through the neighborhood, trying to catch me, watching me. I mean, I had neighbors watching out for me. It was not, a, it was a very scary time. And um, I remember being in my living room in that house and I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, Janine, you're hurting and angry and you need to go to church. And I was like, what is going on? I thought, why am I hearing voices? I must be going nuts. And I thought, you know, I, I better check myself into a mental health institution because I, you know, I. Literally, I mean, I was hearing the voice of oh. God and the voice of his spirit, and I didn't know it. <laughs> wow. So, yes, yes, yes. And I thought, you know what? Before I check myself into a mental institution, maybe I, maybe I will try church. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a good plan. <laughs> yeah. So what did I do? I didn't pick up the Bible. I picked up the phone book. Nice. <laughs> so I looked up in the phone book for some local churches. And at the time, I had a home in Wheaton, Illinois. Some of you maybe have heard of Wheaton, Illinois. It's mm -hmm. There were probably a lot of people around Wheaton praying for my salvation there in town, but <laughs> I didn't know it. And so I looked for a church where I could actually ride my bike to it. So that was in like a couple miles of my home. And I ended up um, going to Pleasant Hill Community Church in Wheaton, Illinois, um, on Easter Sunday, 1990. Mm. And I don't know if you all know this. You probably don't. But Easter Sunday, 1990 is actually April 15th. And I, I didn't realize this until a few years ago. But April 15th was tax day. Okay, mm. my dad was an accountant. He had a lot of influence on me. He had a tax business. And I realized, oh, my goodness, the Lord brought me to him on April 15th. Isn't that hilarious? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I think God has a sense of humor for sure. Mm -hmm. He does. That was always a big day around our home. So but this made it a bigger day. So, oh, yes, yeah. I went to church for the first time as an adult on Easter Sunday of 1990. And um, I walked into that church and, you know, I was a pretty 
strong gal, pretty, you know, strong businesswoman. I hadn't cried for a long time. As soon as I walked into that church and I heard the music, I just started bawling. I could not stop crying. I just cried the whole service. Um, I was so moved by the music. I was moved by the people. I would, I don't even remember what the message was, but I was just moved by the whole atmosphere of the church. And I could not stop crying. <clears throat> and I think at that point is when I received Christ into my heart, not even really realizing what was going on, but just knowing something had shifted in my whole soul and being. And um, there wa that was a very small conservative church. But the pastor and his wife that were there were missionaries from Ecuador. And they knew what was happening to me. Um, they, they understood about somebody in their late 20s coming to Christ. But the rest of the church really didn't understand. They thought everybody should be nine years old that came to Christ. So <laughs> it was an interesting environment. Yeah. <clears throat> so anyway, uh, Lois and Tom Fulgham, the pastors that were there, the missionaries out of Ecuador, immediately came to me after service. And they, um, they started mentoring me immediately. And they helped answer so many of my questions. You know, I had so many questions like, why did Jesus really have to die? And why did they put nails, nails in his hands? And why did they put him on a cross? I, I didn't even, I hadn't even read the Bible. So you have to understand, I didn't know th these things about the Bible. I never read the Bible. I just knew these things, if that makes any sense. It's like all of a sudden I had this understanding, but I had so still so many questions. And, um, and I didn't even know about baptism, but I asked Tom and Lois to baptize me, not even having read the Bible or anything. So it was very interesting, the things I knew, and then very interesting, the things I was so curious about. Oh, yeah, for sure. And just the so interesting, too, how mentorship at that point, when you, you, when you surrender your life to Christ, we, we talk about that here on the Godcast quite a bit that it's so important to <clears throat> have a mentor or to have someone step in and support you during that time because that's such a crucial time where the enemy you know he's he's upset because he's lost a soul and um just to have that support around you i mean in addition to the questions that we all have i mean and we still have questions even our whole lives we still have questions but especially a lot during that first um first getting to know Jesus and wanting to know what's what it's all about so i think that was just very key in your story that um you had that god provided that for you you are so right mary and and just to even encourage those out there who need a mentor um to find find that person that can come alongside of you. It it made such a difference in my journey because again, I had so many questions. And also, you know, Lois and Tom helped me process those questions. But the other thing is they helped me get into a Bible study. You know, I had an immediate hunger for the word and they helped me get into a Bible study on Mark. And then they also helped me to start serving immediately. So I started serving in Pioneers right away. Pine, you know, Pioneers was a kids club. Yeah. In the church. I yes. was a pioneer. I, 
Oh my Were you goodness. Really? I, I, I was, was a pioneer. pioneer. Go ahead. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Were you really? Both of yeah. You? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Um, the Pinewood Derbies. Remember those? Those were oh, like man. the biggest, the biggest event. It seemed like. Yeah, yeah. Never forget those. Yeah, we did a lot of camping and all kinds of stuff, and so yeah, that's really awesome that you're involved with that, Janine. Yes, and it was so amazing for my own journey, you know, because I remember just learning right along with those kids. You yeah. know, I had I had third graders, and then they went with me to fourth grade, and then they went with me to fifth grade, and here I was. I mean, I'm doing these Bible stories for them, and I'm learning right along with them, Perfect. and yeah. it was a wonderful part of my journey. So, yeah, so having the mentors, they also, they, they help me get set up in Bible study, get set up in serving. But the other thing is immediately when I came to Christ, within a very short time, I heard the Lord say to me that you will develop people. And so Lois and Tom helped me process that, you know, and isn't it amazing how God speaks to us in our language? Because he didn't say, you will be a fisher of men or you will be a fisher of women. I, I, I wasn't into fishing at that time. I was a right. city girl. Yeah. I've become more of a country girl and a farm girl these days living in Minnesota. And I, I love the woods now and all that. I know how to fish. But yeah. back then I was, I was totally a city girl. I, you would have said you're going to be a fisherman. I would have been like, what, you know, but he, no, he said, you will develop people. And that made me so curious. Like, Oh, what am I going to do with that? And I was, I was ready, Ron and Mary. I mean, I was ready to do whatever he wanted. I was ready to give up my job. I was ready to give up my income. I, I just wanted to develop people. And I started searching and searching in different careers to determine how did the Lord want me to develop people. And um, so that was a beautiful part of my purpose, you know, that he gave me just immediately, which I'm so grateful for. I love that phrase develop people mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. really says a lot yes awesome. and, then, and i see that in you just oh, knowing you i see you. that in you so thank you yeah and the other piece was baptism because um you know i i was asking to be baptized and and let me just say that being baptized in that church was not easy um they brought me before 12 men in suits, their elder board, before they would baptize me because they, they could not believe a 29-year-old woman would come to Christ. So again, that's, oh. they're very conservative. You have to be nine years old to come to Christ. So what is this 29-year-old woman walking into our church, <laughs> crying her eyes out? Now she's getting becoming a part of our church. This is weird. We don't understand this. We got to interview her. We're not sure we believe this. <laughs> Uh, I remember coming in one Sunday, having to share my story with, with these 12 men in suits and, um, you know, just say, well, I, I, I could just tell you, this is what happened. And, you know, I, I, I got a little pushback because my story in some context to say that the Holy spirit spoke to me before I actually became a Christian and told me to go to church. Some contexts would have a really hard time with that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, that's where uh, Pastor Tom and, and Lois, his wife, they really backed me up. And 
I was baptized six months later. And I'll tell you, that was the most, one of the most incredible days of my life. Um, I remember coming into church. I was so happy. I was so excited. And I told Pastor Tom, I said, I feel like there's an aura around me. I just feel like I'm in this love bubble. I feel like a brand new bride. Like, what is this? This is amazing. And he explained to me, he goes, you are a bride, you know, mm-hmm. you're the bride of Christ, you know, and, and he explained all that to me. And it was just, I'll never forget that day. It was just so beautiful. And I truly, truly, you know, when I went under that water, I let it all go. I let it all go. I let him take it all. And when I came up, I, I received his cleansing and I was free. And, um, Mary, I shared that one passage with you because it's so interesting because Pastor Tom chose that passage for me on the day of my baptism. And it's all about freedom. And I had no idea. I mean, he just knew by the Holy Spirit that that was a passage for me. Do you want to read that passage or do you have that passage or you want me to grab it? I got it. I just dropped it in the chat. I have chosen the way of, of, of faithfulness. I have set my heart on your laws. I hold fast to your statutes. Lord, do not let me be put to shame. I run in the path of your commands, for you have broadened my understanding. That's mm. in Psalm 119, 30 to 32. I love it. I have chosen Thank the way of faithfulness. Yes. Yes. And um, there's some passages in the Bible that talk about seek understanding for it's a fountain of life. So, and there's other versions that we'll talk about. I have chosen the way of truth. I have set my heart on your laws. I hold fast to your statutes, Lord. Do not let me be put to shame. I run on the path of your commands for you have set my heart free. So there's some versions that 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 speak about those words in that way and um, freedom through God's redemption is such an important part of my life. It's such an important part of having faith because there's so many things in this world that want to hold us down and want to um, discourage us and want to burden us and to have the opportunity moment by moment to let go of those things, give them to an amazing and huge God who can handle them and to be free and to let go. We are so blessed to have the God that we have. And I have been a Christian about half of my life now. Um, And, you know, I was not a Christian the first half of my life. And the freedom in my heart is amazing because of Christ coming into my life. And it's very apparent. I will say that again. Yes. Very apparent that um, you're you're walking with the Lord and, and you're just, you really do shine so bright, Janine. And unfortunately, we, you know, people in the, in the, you know, live chat right now cannot see that, but, and we can't because we, we just have your photo here, but I, you shine so bright and with the love of Christ and just and you do develop people and it's not just even professionally i just i just know you from a, a friendship you know point of view and you do develop people i mean if you 
I can't even count how many times I've seen you just in a deep conversation with people and really just trying to get to know people and finding out where they're at. And that is so important. So thank you for that. Well, thank you, Mary. Thank you. Well, love God, love others, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Aw. Yeah, and well, you're a great, great um, line dancer, too. <laughs> She's an awesome line dancer. <laughs> we have a lot of fun with line dancing. <laughs> we do. It, it gives us some really good exercise, which we need to keep leaning into, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I had another uh, note I just took, and I was remembering when you were talking about the going into the church on Easter Sunday and uh, mm. that story that you shared in Facebook a, a couple years ago where um, you talked about that day walking into the church um, just um, it grabbed me apparently because that was in 21 when you shared that but when this you know Godcast came up it was yeah she's got a that's another one. She's got a story to tell. And mm. so I'm just, I just get floored at how God just brings it all together and how wonderful that you are in a, that he's placed you in a position to develop people with the heart of God behind that. Mm. You know, thank you, Mary. It is a real blessing. Um, it's wonderful to have a life of purpose. You know, that's what we all want it's it's part of the seed that god put in us and we need that we need lives of purpose and you know when i became a christian things weren't all jolly right you know yeah. for the first year I, I i felt like i was on a honeymoon and then boy did i hit some tough persecution for god to build yeah. that spirit of perseverance in me i i hit a lot of persecution with my family um i started to go through some career uh, transitions and there were some issues and I I actually had to stand up for it and take an ethical stand at my um, job and um, you know I'm so grateful God led me to do that but it, it wasn't easy you know um, with the things that were coming at me between some of the persecution my family for becoming a first gen generation Christian and some of the persecution that was going on at work um, and yet God was there to take my hand you know, when I walked into family life or when I walked into work life, um, he's always been there. Yeah. And now you're, um, you're in a place where, you know, uh, you're a professor at Bethel, which is a really outstanding school. And um, I just think that's pretty awesome that you're in that environment as well. Where you can develop it is wonderful yeah it's young people Bethel is not a perfect place um as we all know there is no perfect place and you know we have our issues we make our mistakes we try to bounce back i will say about bethel we are committed to christ and um the journey with him and we're committed to one another we're a very collaborative uh setting um at our university and um you know, we have we have different people in different places in some of their views. Um, and yet we, you know, we're committed to collaboratively having conversations about that and seeking the truth and 
um, trying to live, you know, the solid Christ followership life. So I will say I really appreciate that about Bethel. Oh, yeah. So as far as your your travels go, uh, you're completely in living in the van now. It's it's not just a van, people. This is like really <laughs> decked out. This is pretty awesome. But sanctuary is pretty. So. Yes, sanctuary. Yep. So you're you're on the go with that, or are you? Um, uh, I know you were doing something with the campground this summer, but yeah. So what? Where are you go off to next? Well, uh, let's see. Probably I'm going to head to visit my brother. Um, he lives in Las Vegas, and so I'm planning to take the van down there. Um, and then one of my dream trips is to then visit, you know, all the Utah parks down there. So Bryce Canyon, Zion, Arches, Capitol Reef. So we'll make that, um, you know, a trip down to see my brother and then to see some of those parks. So that'll probably happen next month. Well, that'll be exciting. You know what I was thinking? And I didn't actually talk to you about this beforehand, but I don't think you'll mind. Do you remember the story about the squirrel? Yes. Can you How tell can a I little forget my baby can you, squirrel? Can you tell this, a little bit about the story? Because this is like the first time that we actually talked. Like we we knew each other at the ranch, but this is barely the first time we had some real conversation. And you were mm. talking um that night when we were running around and stuff, and you talked about that squirrel and I just think that's such an awesome story. So if, do you want to share a little bit about it? Because it was pretty I, awesome. I'd be happy to share about my little baby. Um, so folks, this was in May of 2020. And if you remember in May of 2020, we were in a major uproar over, you know, on the unfortunate uh, circumstances around uh, George Floyd's death and what was going on in our city. So I'm taking a break and I'm in Lebanon Hills Park trying to hike and pray and kind of release some of the stress of all this going on in our city. And so I'm walking along and all of a sudden this little baby squirrel kind of looks up at me and, you know, does a little, you know, something if you heard that, just a little like noise. Yeah. And yeah. I I was like, well, hello there. <laughs> and I just, you know, I was talking to him a little bit and then I, you know, started to walk and this little squirrel started following me. And so I'm, you know, I'm like telling him, you know, you need to go back to your mom. Don't follow me. Go back to your mom. And so then I kept walking. He kept following me. He followed me like a half mile. And so I'm like, I kept walking back. I'm like, no, you need to stay here and go back to your mom. So I'm standing in the spot where I first met him, trying to help him find his mom. And he walks up onto my shoe and lays down. So I have this baby <laughs> squirrel that's laying on my shoe. <laughs> I'm like, he's a keeper. Well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. And so I, I got, I got on the phone to the, um, the wildlife association in Roseville. Call this girl, please. And I'm like, hey, what? Yeah, I know. I'm like, what do I do? I got this baby squirrel. He's following me. He's now laying on my shoe. I don't know what oh, to do. Geez. I don't want to mess him up and take him away from his mom. So they said, you know what? He's his mom's gone. He's looking to you to be his mom right now. You got to bring him in. I'm like, well, can I just take him home? No, no, no. Don't take him home. Bring him in. 
So think about it. It's right. I'm uh, in Lebanon Hills I'm and I have to go all the way to Roseville. And our city is a mess right now with people even, you know, filling in 35 and shutting down traffic. I don't want to go to Roseville. No. So, so there's a squirrel in your van, is what you're saying? <laughs> well, this, at this point, I had a car. I didn't have a van. I wasn't okay. even in the van life quite yet. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, I, I'm just like, oh, no, I need to go to Roseville. I need to take care of this baby squirrel. <laughs> you know? uh, but I'm taking my life into my hands in Minneapolis by doing this. So Yeah, Roseville anyway. is like next to ground zero for those that know don't know. Exactly. So then also I'm like, well, I'm four miles into Lebanon Hills. I got to hike this little squirrel out. What, how am I going to do that? So I, oh, it was so cute. I had a little skirt on that day and I just flipped my skirt up and I laid the little guy in my skirt and I, I cupped him in my hands in my skirt and he totally fell asleep in my hands. <laughs> oh, he gosh. was totally conked out. He just trusted me. And then sometimes he'd wake up and he'd just kind of look at me, you know, and, and I, I'm walking along and people are like, oh my gosh, look at that little baby squirrel. The whole Wanting time to take pictures, so I got going, pictures. The whole time the baby squirrel's oh, thinking, I got her. She's mine. <laughs> hook, line, yes, and, hook, yes, line, and sinker. Got her. <laughs> so I finally got to my car and then it's like, well, gonna do i i don't i know this guy's not gonna like run all over my car and jump on me while i'm driving but i i trusted that it was probably gonna be okay so i wrapped him up in a towel that i had and i laid him down in it and he just stayed asleep the whole time he was just so cute <laughs> yeah and then i brought him to roseville and turned him over to them and he that poor little guy he would have died that night he was um he hadn't eaten for a while. He had pneumonia and he was, um, oh gosh, what's it called again when you don't have enough water? He dehydrated. dehydrated. He was dehydrated. Yeah. So they said he, he would have died that night if you didn't bring him in today. And so <sighs> they rehabilitated that little guy and then they released him back into Lebanon Hills. So yeah, my baby's alive. Yeah. I wonder if you ever run into him again. You know, he didn't you know, I, I don't know. I think there's something between nature that God creates that. Yes, I do think that's possible. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love that story. And not only is it just a, a really cute story and it's good, but it shows your heart of compassion. And I'm, I'm so happy that you were willing to share that because um, you do have a really big heart and, and that just shows it right there. Not everybody would do that. So thank you. <laughs> One time, you know, at Bethel, we um we sold some property to a long-term care um facility and they cut down a lot of trees, which our Bethel community was really upset about. And they they also affected a lot of the turtles that were in a little pond. And there was a point where a lot of our construction workers were going back and forth. And I remember stopping my car getting out of my car to save a turtle from the construction worker <laughs> driving over the turtle and they were they just looked at me like i was nothing like you're not killing any of these turtles do you understand <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop man. in the name of love <laughs> yes yes that's right they're all god's awesome. creatures that's right 
Oh, well, thank you so much for sharing your story tonight. And once again, um, if if anybody would need to be having, you know, developed by anybody, they'd be a blessing to have have you in their life. So your students are very so blessed. Yeah. Okay, Ron. Oh, one of the things I loved about your story, Janine, is there's a part where you had said, if someone would have just sat me down and talked to me, and that's a big part about what we talk about on here is that, you know, we are, we all are following the Great Commission to lead others to Christ. And you have to sit down with people and have that conversation. I know sometimes it's frightening to do so. It could be a scary conversation mm -hmm. if it's the first time you that you've had one, but just to encourage all our listeners, you know, there's there's no wrong words. If if you know Jesus, if he's in your heart, I mean the Holy Spirit's there with you. You're you're gonna have the right words when you have that conversation. So don't be timid, you know. Seek out that person. Everyone has that person in their life that doesn't know Jesus, that they love dearly, that you just know they that they would really benefit from Jesus or you know they just need that mm -hmm. in their life. So don't don't be timid listeners. Have that conversation with that person. Thanks for bringing up that, Ron, because that is a really good point. And, you know, sometimes we don't even have to say much, but just being with people, just yeah. being with people and with whatever they're going through in life. Um, and then God gives us the, you know, the things to say mm -hmm. to help guide them. And, and that is, that would be a blessing if we kind of walked away, even with that understanding tonight that, you know, let's, let's just try to be assertive in a, in a good way, in a loving way with our faith. Sometimes it just starts with being and hanging out and, and then maybe, you know, God gives you a, a sentence or two to share with people that will help guide them. Yes. Yeah. And just know if, 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 if God's leading you, if God's leading you to speak to that person, speak to that person. Um, and, and, and God will lead other people to speak to that person. And, and, and what's happening is it's, that person's got a hardened heart and it's going to, it might take a few, few dozen people talking to that person, but you're, you're one of them. If God puts you in front of someone, don't, don't be afraid. Have that conversation. Uh, Thanks, Ron. That encourages me too, because I'm heading down to see my brother and um, I hope that, uh, that there can be an impactful conversation there on he and his wife. So are you still, um, uh, you said you're a first generation Christian in your family. So have anyone else in your family um, surrendered their life or, or, um, or is it just a situation where you're, you're sharing Jesus with them where they're at? You know, I think that my sister-in-law, my brother's wife is there. Um, and I think my brother's heart has definitely softened. Um, my brother, we had some significant tension in our relationship the early years of my faith because he was acclaimed pantheist. Um, and I think his heart is transitioning and that's why he's more willing to be together and and uh, be a part of my life now um 
So I, I think there's some softening happening there. Uh, and I think there's softening in some of the other parts of the family, but I don't know that we're quite there yet. So that, you know, Ron, you yeah. asked about my per, per request. I mean, that, that would be my request is, you know, really praying for this visit with my brother and even praying for my family. Thank you so much. Yes, you're welcome. Um, last night I was at uh, a concert. I was at the Phil Wickham and Brandon Lake concert. And they mm -hmm. usually for those that um, maybe have never been to a worship concert like that or a large gathering, they usually have a message. And uh, so a pastor came out and his message was based on the story of, I think it was Philip, I can't, I think so, that um, he was asked, Jesus asked him to just go to this, to walk, to go somewhere. And he met the eunuch on the road and uh, in the chariot and the man in the chariot. Yep. And they pulled over and, and baptized. Yes. Yeah. And so his message was all about like, we meet so many different people in our lives that are not in the same, you know, we're not the same color. We're not the same gender. We're not the same faith. We're not the same, you know, so many different people, but we're called to step into a situation. So he, he kind of broke down the scripture and he talked about how he not only called him to go up and meet, meet him, he called him to go and sit in the chariot with him. And so the message last night was about go and sit in the chariot. You know, like if you meet somebody in your life or you have someone that you're, you know, you get to know people where they're at, basically, and don't be afraid to get in the chariot with somebody. And even if they're completely different than you, he was talking about how the disciple would probably never dream of riding in a chariot in his whole life, you know, that kind of a level of life. But he called him to go sit in the chariot with him and talk to him about Christ. So I was thinking about that when you were talking about your brother, Janine, you know, and even though, you know, mm -hmm. we, we come in contact with people that, that are not there yet, it's all about timing, mm -hmm. but, but yet to have the courage to just step into where they're at is so mm -hmm. I just I I'm gonna pray for that for you tonight too when we um thank you because it can be so hard to be patient. I keep having to surrender and surrender and let it go and try to be patient. And you know, it's it gets troubling sometimes when it's taken so many years and yet my heart needs to be in a place with the Lord where I am, you know, waiting on his timing and aligning with him and not trying to uh control it. So thank yeah. you. That is a great story, Mary. Yeah. And I, I did not do it justice that Pastor Carlos did way better, but <laughs> but it was uh <laughs> it really hit me about that. So I think you did great. Okay. <laughs> me too. You always do great. Thanks. You're great. No, I'm not always great. Okay, I'm gonna uh open the call in oh. feature if there's anyone here that doesn't have Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, but you would like to receive him as your Savior tonight, if you'd like to get saved tonight, 
feel free to call in Mary and I and uh, Janine. We will all pray for you. Romans 10, 13 says, everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So if you like what God has done in Janine's life and you would like that for your life as well, if you're here tonight, call in and we can pray for you together. Uh, first, to become saved, you must recognize that, yes, you are a sinner. We are all sinners. And to know that you must repent of your sins. And if I can, let me please read Romans 10, 9 through 10, that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. So if you have not called in, but you are listening to the recording of this Godcast, simply confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe that God raised him from the dead. And if you can truly believe that in your heart, then yes, you are saved. If I can, please direct you to our Telegram page at This Is An Official Godcast. You can find Romans 10, 9 there. And also um, our prayer of surrender, if you'd like. You can read our prayer of surrender as well, or sinner's prayer. If you have um, any prayer needs or if you need a Bible, please feel free to email myself or Mary at this is an official godcast at gmail.com. And we will pray for your salvation. Uh, before we close out tonight, Mary's going to pray for us. And I would just like to remind everybody that we have on Podbean tonight, we have Conley's tonight. He's already started 16 minutes ago. We won't be upset if you leave us and go listen to him. We'll still love you. Don't worry. And then tonight we have Bards FM at 9 p.m. Eastern. The Kilted Christian at 1030 tonight, 1030 Eastern time. Living will be there. And then yeah. at midnight, Scott's pulling the graveyard shift. Right. Fishers of men, midnight, Eastern yes. time. Yeah. So no reason, no to, reason leave. to leave. Pod <laughs> being all night long. Fall asleep with your phone in your hand. That's what we do in this community. <laughs> we do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Usually in the middle of a prayer. Mm-hmm. That's okay. <laughs> Uh, so if anyone out there, uh, also just like we were speaking before, you know, just, just like Janine was saying that, you know, she just wishes someone would have sat her down and, and, and talked to her and what she was hoping someone would talk to her about was Jesus was about the gospel. You know, so many times we are, um, we're around people and we take for granted that they might know, you know, they, chances are, if they're not a Christian, they don't know anything about the Bible because there is nothing in this world that is telling people what's in the bible if you're if you don't know have someone telling you that no one's no one's no one in this world in this in this evil world is going to go out of their way to tell you what's in the bible so don't take that for granted have that conversation with somebody all right mary what do you say mary want to close us out with one of those awesome prayers Wow, I don't know if it's an awesome prayer, but I'll just we're just going to talk to Jesus. How does that sound? It's one of my favorite parts of the show, the prayers. Okay. When we get to talk to Jesus, I mean, 
Yeah. It just doesn't get any better than that. I know, right? He's always there. Hey, can we pray for Jeff? Yeah, we're going to pray for Jeff. We're going to pray for uh, Jenny Lynn and her grandson. Yes. And uh, Punky's uh, put a prayer request in here for her family and uh, the direction for them. And um, we're going to pray for Janine. Who else has got a prayer request? In her her trip. Do you have a prayer request, Ron? Mary, will you pray for me? I would. Yeah. Thank you. Pray for me. I could use some prayer. Okay. All right. Thank you, Lord. Thanks for this space that you give us here on Fridays. And... You know, you don't just give it to us on Fridays. It's every minute and every second of our lives we can reach out to you and talk to you. I'm just thankful that you've given us this particular space right now and where we could pray together with people. And because where two or more are gathered, you have said that, Lord. So there's two or more. And so we're going to lift up. we're going to lift up Janine here first. And we're going to, I just thank you, Lord. Thank you for all that you've done in her life and that you have made her a person that develops people and you've worked on the soil of her heart. I just love that, Jesus. I love that you have given her those words to say tonight, the soil of her heart. And so, Lord, I just, I thank you that you have tilled that soil and that she's able to come out here and, and tell us about you. It's all about you, Jesus. Everything, everything's about you. So we just ask for a blessing upon her and her family. And I pray, Lord, that this trip out to see her brother, that it will be fruitful in the name of Jesus. We pray a, just a remarkable transformation of closer of him getting closer to you lord and just give um you know help janine see the opportunities where they are even if they're just a small little places that she'll be able to see where you have opened a door that she's able to walk through and she has the courage to do it so thank you lord for that and so we pray that um there'll be just a a new softening of his heart, a new softening of her heart too, both of them together, and that their relationship would be strengthened with each other, but that you would shine through in that, that you would break through in that relationship, that that would be something that her brother would take notice of, Lord, that that's what drives his sister. So thank you for that. And so we we look forward to the testimony of that as well, coming later on, Lord. And we also want to lift up Jenny Lynn and her grandson and um, even just the health of Jenny Lynn, first of all, Lord. And she's really been struggling and we've all just been praying and we'll keep praying for her. We keep lifting her up to you, Lord. And because we know it's, it's all in your timing and it's your you see the whole picture. And so, Lord, I just, I ask for relief 
in the name of Jesus and his authority, we pray a healing over Jenny Lynn right now from her head to her toe, that she would feel relief in this very moment. We ask for clarity and for focus and for whatever it is that's, that's going on, Lord, that it would become clear the path that she's to take and encourage her, Lord, give her joy today in an unexpected way, Lord. And we pray and we lift up her grandson for whatever is going on with her grandson. I, I don't know, but you know, Lord. And so we, we just lift him up to you right now as a, as a complete body of Christ right now, the church, the church is right here, right here, right now. And we are lifting that boy up to you right now. And I know that you see him. I know that you see Jenny Lynn. I know that you see that whole family. So Lord, just open up, open up their, their hearts and their minds to what it is that you're trying to do through whatever challenge that they're going through and that they'll be able to see you in a, in a, a new light through it. They'll get to know you even more so through it. And I lift up Punky and her family, Tiffany, her family, and, uh, just lead them, Lord, where they just give them, I just ask for a sign, Lord, that you send them a sign of where they should go or if they should go. And if a move is in your will, Lord, that it would just be possible that you would make a way, you would make a way, you made a way through the desert, you made a way through the sea, you'll make a way through Chicago, Lord. So I just, I pray that you will, you hold that family up and continue to give them the courage to to walk through whatever it is that they are currently walking through to get to that result lord that you want and bless their kids and their homeschooling and all the different things that they're doing for their family and um lord i also lift up ron and Whatever it is that he he needs right now, Lord, you know it. He knows it. So I I I just pray in agreement with your will over his life. I pray a blessing over his kids, over his uh, all of his relationships, work wise, friendships, family. Um, I pray for health for the kids' grandfather. I pray for. I pray for those chickens, Lord, that they would even just be more fruitful than ever. And I pray for his garden, that it would just be like a major harvest. And that he would be able to share it with other people. I pray for his health. pray for his well-being, his mind, his soul, spirit. And thank you, Lord, that he's able to use this space tonight where he's at. So that we could do this God cast. We could do your cast, Lord, from here. And thank you for everything that you worked out with the technical issues. And thank you, Lord, for Joseph, a.k.a. Duncan. Lord, we just thank you for that. We thank you for this family that just really just steps up and just comes to the aid of, of each other. And that's what it's supposed to be about. So we had proof in the pudding tonight, Lord. I thank you for that. So we also lift up anybody who's listening to this, that they would 
they would find this encouraging tonight with what Janina shared and and um, their relationship would begin or it would become closer with you, Lord, and that you would get the glory in all of it. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. We lift up Jeff. Can't forget Jeff. I'm going to lift him up, Lord. Jeff's been suffering quite a bit. And Lord, we plead. We plead for clarity and in what's going on with him health-wise and healing. And Lord, we pray that this time that he has been quiet with you, that it will be fruitful for the kingdom, no matter what he's going through. But Lord, we really want him to have relief. We miss him so much. Bless him. Keep him from pain. Keep him from harm. Give him joy too today in an unexpected way, Lord. Give him a wonder-filled day. We lift up everybody to you, Lord. Anything that's been spoken or unspoken, because you know it all. So, thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank Amen. you, Mary. Everybody still awake? <laughs> yeah, we're still with you. <laughs> okay. Wake up, everybody. Wake up. <laughs> is, Punk, is Punky still here? Punky's still here. That ought to wake her up. Anybody yeah. else? A little flamethrower at you. Look out. <laughs> look out. Look out. Here it comes again. Look out. <laughs> Back. Crispy tacos. Right. Thank you so okay. much, Janine Perlini, Dr. Janine Perlini. Thank you so much for being here. Um, again, your YouTube page is called um, Prof in a Box. Prof in a Box. So if you want to see more about that, uh, please go check out Dr. Janine Perlini, Prof in a Box on YouTube. And uh, we look forward to seeing or hearing from Thank you, you again. Ron. You're welcome. You're very welcome. Thank stick you, around. Mary. Stick around for after the show. We want to say goodbye Love to you. Love you both. Yeah. Don't you go Stick anywhere. around. Yep. All right. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us here tonight. It is such a blessing to have each and every one, every one of you here, and we're so glad to have you a part of our lives. My dearest friends, let us not forget we're here for one reason and one reason only, and that is to spread the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So please, that special someone who does not know God that you love so much, tell that person your testimony. A song through the tall oak trees. It was just another summer night. Had to be the last thing on my mind. Yeah, I was all but lost in the moment. I was young and running wide open. It was just another summer night. Had to be the last thing on my mind. When love broke through, you found me in the darkness, wandering through the desert. I was a hopeless fool, now I'm 
Said I'm yours. The first time I called you Lord. All right. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Please come back next week, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, and we are going to have Eric Rice from Critical Rice Theory is his Telegram page. Very awesome. You're not going to want to miss Eric Rice. And we will see you next week. Yeah. Love you guys. All right. Goodbye.